you for listening to Your Daily Bible Verse, the podcast that examines one verse each day to learn more about God and His will for us. I'm your host, Jennifer Slattery, and after this short word from our sponsor, we'll dive into today's Bible verse, Mark 8, 25. Did you know that the Salvation Army not only provides services to those in need, but we also produce a network of Christian podcasts you can listen to on your favorite podcast store? One of these shows, Words of Life, is a 15-minute weekly show featuring interviews, testimonies, Bible studies, and more. In April, we'll once again hear from author and pastor Natalie Runyon. She has created a new six-week discipleship course for women to talk about community, women in leadership, accountability, and more. We want discipleship to be what's drawing people, not bounce houses. They're more likely to come back and not just to be entertained. Even in me, you know, making him have to pry it from my hands, he was still saying, but I have something better. It was because of the redeemed saying so, of telling the story of what God had done. When we point people to him, they're going to want to know him. Listen to Words of Life on your favorite podcast store or visit wordsoflifepodcast.org. Today's Bible verse is Mark 8, 25. Once more, Jesus put his hands on the man's eyes. Then his eyes were opened, his sight was restored, and he saw everything clearly. Throughout Scripture, we see Jesus performing miracle after miracle, sometimes up close, like when he brought mobility to the paralytic lowered through the roof by his friends, and sometimes from a distance, like when he raised a centurion's daughter to life. Sometimes with the desperate leper, with the touch of his hand, and other times, like with the bleeding woman, with a mere touch of his cloak. He summoned boatloads of fish into nets, coins into fish's mouths, and he turned one child's meager lunch into a feast for thousands. And with a mere command, he brought calm to a violent storm, and then also to the forces of evil violently raging within the souls of men. Clearly, nothing and no one was beyond his power to heal, to save, and transform. Why, then, didn't he heal the blind man from Bethsaida, the man from today's verse, the first time? Verse 23 tells us, when he had spit on the man's eyes and put his hands on him, Jesus asked, do you see anything? The man looked up and responded, I see people. They look like trees walking around. Continuing in verse 24, we're told, Once more, Jesus put his hands on the man's eyes. Then his eyes were opened, his sight was restored, and he saw everything clearly. Why did Jesus heal this man in stages? It couldn't have been due to lack of power. Otherwise, he wouldn't have been able to heal the man from John 9, who'd been blind since birth, which, based on Jewish thought at the time, would have been considered a much more difficult feat. So, why did the man in John 9 seem to receive his sight immediately, completely clear vision, whereas the man in Bethsaida could only see blurry forms walking about? Knowing Jesus always, always has a purpose, a loving, freedom-giving purpose in all he does, I have to believe Jesus was doing something deep, something profound within that man. What if Jesus intentionally delayed the full effects of his touch to point to the man's most debilitating condition of all, spiritual blindness? Consider what we read in verse 22. 
It tells us when Jesus and his disciples came to Bethsaida, some people brought a blind man and begged Jesus to touch him. Now, we don't know if this was because the man needed his friends or family's help getting around, or if maybe they had to encourage him to seek out the Savior. But scripture tells us the people begged for Christ's healing touch, while it appears the man himself remained silent. And notice also how Jesus responded. Verse 23 says, He took the blind man by the hand and led him outside the village. Now, can you envision the scene, the tenderness displayed by Christ, and the necessary dependence displayed by the man as Jesus led him first out of the crowd and then out of the village? And while we don't know how far they walked with Christ holding this man's hand, the verbiage makes me think this was more than a few hundred feet. And we don't know if they spoke along the way. If they did, scripture doesn't mention it. Did Jesus just silently walk beside the man, letting him wrestle with all of his questions, with all of his doubt? And what happened in that man's heart and mind during that journey? Did threads of doubt and fear begin to die? Did whispers of lies like, God doesn't love you, God doesn't see you, God won't help you, did those lies rise to the surface so that Jesus in his love could sweep them away for good? Did Jesus' first touch when he took the man's hand, and then his second when he touched his eyes, and then his third when he touched his eyes again, help the man to first heal, and then learn to trust, and then finally to rest? The passage doesn't answer these intimate questions, but we do know this moment had to have been intimate. A personal touch from God always is. We also know Christ's shepherd's heart for his sheep, those with strong and vibrant faith who have learned to walk firm and confident beside him, and those who are just beginning their first timid steps in his direction. And he says to us, What do you see? Steadily and progressively clearing away our deception and lovingly removing our fear until our vision is strong and clear. Let's pray. Jesus, you are so patient and gentle with us. You know our stories. You know our hearts and our hurts. You know those things in our past that make it hard for us to trust, hard for us to hope. And you meet us in those places. You gently, lovingly lead us away from the noise of the crowd. And you silence the noise of our fears and our doubts. Lord, reveal and then remove those lies that hold us in bondage, in unbelief, and in pain. Help us to trust your heart and your hand, knowing you will lead us step by step towards the life that you have planned for us. In those times when we don't have the strength or the courage to reach for your hand, reach down and take hold of ours, Lord. Lead us ever closer to yourself. In your name, Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to Your Daily Bible Verse, a production of Life Audio and the Salem Web Network. If you enjoyed this episode, would you leave us a rating and review in your favorite podcast app? It helps us connect to more listeners like you. This episode was produced by Kelly Gibbons and Stephen Sanders, with executive oversight by Stephen McGarvey. 
We want to thank our wonderful hosts, Jennifer Slattery and Grace Fox. You can hear more from Jennifer by visiting jenniferslatterylivesoutloud.com. And you can find out more from Grace by visiting gracefox.com. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit lifeaudio.com. Christmas. For most kids, it's the most joyful time of the year. But this Christmas, 1.5 million children will spend the holiday separated from a parent because their mom or dad is behind bars. Prison Fellowship Angel Tree needs churches in our communities to volunteer to bless local children with a gift, the gospel, and a loving message from their parent. I believe this is an incredible opportunity for our listeners to share the love of Jesus this Christmas. Many of Prison Fellowship's partner churches continue ministry to local Angel Tree families after Christmas is over. Through this ongoing care, Prison Fellowship Angel Tree strengthens and encourages families every day. Angel Tree wouldn't be possible without the help of faithful volunteers. If you're ready to make an eternal impact in your community, please register today at angeltree.org backslash church. That's angeltree.org backslash church. Miracles are everywhere. Let our adventure begin! Discover Pure Flix, your premium streaming service where faith and family values come home. Ready to have some fun? The most exclusive selection of quality, wholesome movies and series that will uplift your spirit. A man can argue whether God exists. When he looks at his daughters, he knows. With new arrivals every week. Unbelievable. Save big and enjoy the possibilities, like invitations to exclusive theatrical screenings. I see it, so I believe it. Find out more by joining today at pureflix.com. Have you ever considered yourself a messenger? Whether it's mics like this, bookshelves around the world, stages to take, or art to make, or perhaps businesses to build, it's time we start testifying truth unashamedly, creatively, and in love. My name is Tamara Andress, the host of the Messenger Movement Podcast, which is designed to catalyze Christians to speak, write, build, and testify. If you're ready to turn your message into a movement and want to run with other messengers doing the thing at scale globally, Search and follow the Messenger Movement podcast on your favorite podcast platform today or lifeaudio.com.